Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to episode of Living Light Outdoors. On the mic with you in the office. It's Monday. It's uh, it's Monday again. Here we go. We are uh, rocking along in another week. Hope you're doing well. We're um, kind of scrambling this day. Just we've had a doctor's appointment and MRIs and good fun stuff like that. Working with my back, I'm having troubles. So. Going to see how bad my troubles are, and then we'll deal with it from there. But uh, waiting on the car to show up to where we can do a little work this week. So while I'm here at the house, I'm going to jump in here and give you a message. I actually had this ready for last week, and then just I had to freestyle on my way into Missouri uh, what I was seeing. So today I'm going to give you what I had intended to give you last Monday or last Tuesday, whatever it was. What are you looking for? That's what we're going to title this one today. What are you looking for? What were Jesus' last words before he ascended into heaven? Now, the setup to these last words of the Lord begins in Acts chapter 1, where the Bible says that while Jesus was gathered together with them, he told them they should not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. The first account, this is is Acts chapter 1. Uh, We're going to start with verse 1, go through verse 4. The first account I made, Luke is referring to his very first writing. Actually, Luke wrote Acts, if you don't know that. Theopolis was a continuous report about all the things that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day when he ascended to heaven, after he had the Holy Spirit given instruction to the apostles, special messengers, whom he had chosen. To these men he also showed himself alive after his suffering in Gethsemane and on the cross by a series of many infallible proofs and unquestionable demonstrations, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and talking to them about the things concerning the kingdom of God. Verse 4, While being together and eating with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, of which he said, You have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized and empowered and united with the Holy Spirit not long from now. Now, I love how he says that. This is verse 5. For John baptized with water, but you, you will be baptized and empowered and united with the Holy Spirit not long from now. The, the promise Jesus was referring to was the Old Testament promise that was spoken of in the prophet Joel. Joel chapter 2, verse 28 through 32. That's where it talks about in the last days, I shall pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. It was the promise that believers would be baptized with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Speaking of Acts 2, verse 1 through 4, the promise of the Holy Spirit. It shall come about after this that I shall pour out my spirit on all mankind. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. Even in the male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. So the last words of Jesus on earth. Those who had gathered asked Jesus if the time had come for him to restore the kingdom of Israel. It was then that that Jesus spoke his last words on earth before ascending into heaven. Verse 6 of, of, um, I believe it's John, where am I at here? I don't think I noted that. But it says, so when he had come together, they asked him repeatedly, Lord, are you at this time reestablishing the kingdom and restoring it to Israel? In verse 7, Jesus said this to them, It is not for you to know the times or the epochs, the seasons, which the Father has fixed by his own authority, 
But you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. That's Acts chapter 2, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Jesus then ascends into heaven. So after speaking these final words, Jesus was taken up into a cloud while they were still watching, and they could no longer see him. Verse 9 says, And after they had said, he, he had said these things to them, he was caught up as they looked up, and in a cloud they took him up out of their sight. Verse 10 says, While they were still looking intently into the sky as he was going, two men in white clothing suddenly stood beside them, who said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven, will return to you in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. What are you waiting for today? What are you looking for? Are you still staring up into heaven waiting on God to give you a sign? Jesus, is, Jesus has given us very clear and precise directions. We've got his word. We've got his teaching. We have his Holy Spirit. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. We've been given our marching orders. We've been handed our papers. We've been told what to do. We've been given a great commission. We, we've been told to go into all the world and preach the gospel and make followers of all people groups. That's, that's literally the, the commission is to lead people to Jesus. That, that's our calling. That's what we're here for. And it's not for one or two select. It's not for those who are, have the label pastor. It's not for the evangelist. It's, it's not for the apostle. It's not for the teacher. It's for all. We are all to go into all the world and preach the gospel. We're to share the testimony. Remember that favorite scripture I love to speak of? That we'll overcome our enemy by the blood of the lamb. That's Jesus' sacrifice on the cross for our sins, our accepting of him, our surrendering to him, and by the word of our testimony. It's our story that leads people to Jesus. Don't just invite someone to church to hear your pastor. Tell them your story. Tell them why you go. Tell them what God has done for you in your life. That's a testimony. That's, that's, that's speaking real things to real people. I've been through hardship. I understand that God brought me out of difficult things. I understand he brought me through uh, dark times. He, draw, he drew me out of darkness into light with his perfect peace. Who are to go into all the world and lead others to Jesus. Why do we find ourselves standing here looking up into the sky? Why are we always waiting for somebody to show us something? Why are we always following a crowd to go see what's going on over there? Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back soon. We need to be about our father's business here on this earth. The same as his son Jesus was while he was here with us. He's given us our task. He's, he's given us the task that we need to handle. He's given us our instructions. We've even got a manual to follow. <laughs> I mean, I know, guys, it's hard to read the instructions, but read them. He gave them to him for us at this time. He has given us the comforter, the power, the boldness to accomplish all he asks. It comes in the form of the Holy Spirit, something we continually talk about, something that becomes more prevalent every day. I'm fixing to start a new series on Wednesday. You aren't going to want to miss this. This is off of a book by Phil Taylor. Uh, Rhonda actually turned me on to this book. Um, it's talking about the person and the work of the Holy Spirit, a Pentecostal perspective. That Pentecost Sunday, Acts chapter 2, go back and read it again. 
the fire fell on all who were there waiting for him. That, 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 this is what we're after. This is what we're after. We're, we're after, I mean, we talked about, uh, Pastor Andrew preached on it Sunday about the armor. I've been talking about the armor. You know what it talks about? That, that, that we're to be praying in, in tongues. We're to be praying in the Holy Spirit in a constant measure. It, it, it's part of what the armament is. We're, we're to have be full of his Holy Spirit, which gives us boldness to share our testimony. Remember Peter? I mean, Peter denied Christ the night he was arrested. He was accused three times of being one of Jesus' followers, and he denied it three times. And then he heard the rooster crow, just like Jesus said he would do. But then we see in Acts chapter 2, following Jesus' death, resurrection, and, and the imparting of the Holy Spirit after Jesus has been taken up into heaven. Here they are waiting in the upper room. Jesus is gone. They're all alone. And, and just like Jesus said, He's sending the helper. And as they were there gathered together, they were seeking the Lord. They were praying. The Holy Spirit came in like a rushing mighty wind, filled the place where they were sitting. And then what it appeared to be tongues of fire set down upon each one of them. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak in foreign language. They began to speak in tongues. They, 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 began, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of something new something fresh, something they'd never experienced before, the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit on them, causing their physical bodies to do something that they weren't used to doing. And in the process of that day, God added 3,000 to the church because of their simple obedience to do what Jesus asked them to do, and then they received that Holy Spirit. He's looking to pour it out upon each one. He is looking to put it on all of us. It's our job to go into all the world and share what Jesus has done for us with others. You want the boldness to do that? Seek the Holy Spirit. Ask God for more. Now, I'm going to teach on this. We're going to get into it. We're going to dig deep. We've been doing a lot of Holy Spirit teaching on Wednesday nights. We Recently, we're kind of talking about revival and blending that Holy Spirit into that. But, but be, be prepared because we're going deeper. We're going to find a simplicity to what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit and the aspects of it. Yes, the Holy Spirit comes when we accept Christ, when, when we surrender our life to him, when we plead the blood of Jesus over our lives, when we are, are saved, if you want to use that term, when, when we come to Christ in, in repentance and he, and he comes into our hearts, we invite him into our hearts, the Holy Spirit comes to reside upon us at that time. But there's more. There's an activation. There's an impartation. There's an empowerment that comes when we begin to seek more. I'm, I'm going to encourage you even right now before we ever get into this new study, start in, 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 in seeking more of God. God, I know there's more. I want it. I want it all. God, pour onto me whatever it is you have for me. Open my heart to see what you want me to see. Let the Holy Spirit fully empower me, fully overtake me, fully baptize me, immerse me in your holy presence and in your holy fire. That's what we're looking for today. Amen. What are you looking for? I want more of God. I want to see an outpouring of his presence unprecedented. I want to see revival break out nationwide. I want to see a move of God that cannot be distinguished from anything but God. I want to see something that can't be put out. I want to see a wildfire start within the churches all across this nation, every denomination, every walk of fire breather, every walk of Bible believing uh, followers of Jesus, that the Holy Spirit begin to an inferno that cannot be extinguished by anyone or anything. That's what we're after. That's what we're looking for today.
Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for following along our podcast. I, I pray that, that, that this encourages you today, that you are ready for whatever it is that God has coming. Stop gazing up into heaven and start seeking the Lord for what he has for you that's right in front of you. Amen. God bless you. Ron and I love you. We thank you for your support. Thank you for your praying with us. Uh, those who are giving to us financially, we, we greatly appreciate you. Uh, if you want to give to us financially, all of our giving links are on our website, www.livingloudoutdoors.com. Uh, please begin to pray for us uh, if you're not already. We're praying for you, our listener base. Uh, just a, an update, we did uh, reach our, our goal uh, through some gracious giving uh, of great friends and great supporters of this ministry. Our duck call drive is now complete. Uh, I have ordered the calls. I've talked to Adam Lyerly with Refuge Call Company. If you get an opportunity, jump online and, and give him a thank you for supporting uh, what he does with Living Light Outdoors. We, I want to I support him in return. He has been a blessing to this ministry over all these years, uh, and I want God to bless him back. Uh, I believe he will. I, as, as Adam is uh, generous to us, I believe God will be generous to him. Uh, so if you have opportunity, it's Adam Lyerly is his name, but it's Refuge Call Company. Uh, if you would jump online and, and, and give him a thank you for supporting Living Light Outdoors the way he does. Uh, Adam's become a good friend, and we're thankful for him, that's for certain. So anyway, the calls are ordered. Uh, we'll see. We, we've talked about a couple of different things. I think we're going to have some cool stuff in route. Uh, I'll post those online as soon as I uh, am able to, uh, as soon as I receive them. So there, uh, money has transacted, um, and it's uh, the order is in process. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll talk to you again real soon.